So welcome, everybody, to the Iron Road Way, podcast number two. And for today, do we have a treat for you. <laughs> straight out of the dentist chair, yes. straight out of France, yes. here to the USA, the one and only Alex Baptiste. Bonjour, Alex. Bonjour. 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 <laughs> Comment allez-vous? Ça va bien. Merci. Et toi? Ah, et toi? Ça va bien. Bien, bien. Ça va bien. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> How'd I do? Good. Very good. Oh. That's impressive. So we got an amazing opportunity for our listeners today to hear a story that I think is um, could could bring hope in in life um to people and so alex is like i you know i just got out of the dentist chair i don't want to do this uncle bill <laughs> and i said but we're going to do it because um his story is an incredible one and um we have had the good fortune of having alex uh be in our home and really become a part of our family over the last it's been five and a half years yes yeah yeah and so tell us a little bit about or tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. So you were raised in Paris, France? Yes, in uh, Alon, Alon, France, mm -hmm. uh, which is close to Le Mans. Uh -huh. Le Mans is like two hours west of Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was born there. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad is from uh, West Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, what part of West Africa? Uh, Senegal. Senegal? Yes, okay. Senegal. And my mom is from France. So, yes. so we left Senegal to find a, a job opportunity in France to make uh -huh. a better living. Yep. And that's where I met my mom. And uh, he had like a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Your dad did? Yes. Yep. And I'm one of them. So, yeah. uh, and I grew up in France in Alon. And with only my mom, because my dad left uh, when I was five. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so she took care of uh, me and my, uh, and my six siblings. So uh, Seven of you. Seven of us. And, and if I know... Isabel, she didn't just take care of you seven. Mm -hmm. She kind of took care of the whole community, huh? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, she did. That's for sure. So my mom is like an um, uh, assistant nurse. So every time she would come back from work, she used to work at night, actually, so she can mm -hmm. take care of us during the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, So she did the night shift? Yeah, she did the mm -hmm. night shift. And uh, the whole neighborhood would come. It's not a great neighborhood where I live. I mean, I love the people, but it's not the safest neighborhood, so. Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, so what's it like there? Describe that to people, Alex. What's it like in your neighborhood that you were raised in? Uh, so is it a big apartment building? Yes, mm -hmm. just like huge apartment buildings mm -hmm. next to each other. Just the whole neighborhood is full of apartments, no houses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you can just imagine a lot of people in the streets and, mm -hmm. and you don't hear a lot of French there. We mm -hmm. have many, uh, many different languages, mm -hmm. people from Africa, uh, Eastern Europe, uh, a lot of immigrants live in, in mm -hmm. my neighborhood, mm -hmm. uh, just like my dad, you know, mm -hmm. came to France and that's, that mm -hmm. was where he lived. So it's really just a mix of people from many different countries. Yes, lots of diversity. I love it. It's great. Yeah. And uh, that, par that part of it you really enjoyed. Yes, I did. So you're meeting people from Africa. What other countries? Uh, so we got Senegal, Congo. Uh, we have a lot of Moroccan Moroccan. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, people from Algeria, a lot of French-speaking mm -hmm. countries. Mm -hmm. uh, so it makes it easy. And they're, they're migrating to France to yes. try to find a better life. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And, uh, and so this is a hot topic right now, and we'll get back to your story. But France has, you know, right now in the United States, it is all over the news, immigration, right? I mm -hmm. mean, 
uh, President Trump is trying to, and I want to find out later how you feel about that. Yeah. Because um, he's he's limiting, um, from what I understand, people's ability to migrate to the United States um, for lots of different reasons. But is 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 it easier <clears throat> in France for people to migrate there to try to find a better way of life? Um, easier, it would be tough for me to say yes because I know how hard it is to to just adapt to a country when let's say when I move from France to the US I mean sorry buddy I mean legally legally Legally. oh legally yes yes Yes. I think so I think it's easier yeah they kind of try to help a lot of people Uh uh, which I think is great but sometimes can be hard yes um, but it's good to give people a chance yes and uh, and I think that's the human right thing to do like the mm-hmm. from the heart you would want to help somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you're trying to figure out how how to help somebody which is you yeah. can help everybody yeah. that's not possible yeah but uh it, you have to help the more the most people that you can so. yeah that's a that's such an amazing point that you bring up because it's an age-old problem right i mean you know you would want to help everybody but you're saying they're trying to help everybody and that creates a lot of people that you can't help because it's yeah. hard to help them all yes yeah. yes 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 yeah so go back to your story so lots of people from lots of different countries living yes, yes. and you were telling my i was telling him I, I was telling him about my mom's job right yes and uh being an assistant nurse and uh, a lot of people a lot of kids of my age so more like teenagers would be uh, coming to my house every time they get hurt or they need something. <laughs> they get to my mom, which her name is Isabel, my mom, and uh, she would, they would just knock on the door. Sometimes don't even knock, they just walk in. <laughs> my door is They never, know they're safe. Yeah, they know yeah. they're safe. That's the spot. Yeah. And they would just come in and ask for help. Like, uh, yeah. You would see a lot of people during summertime just uh, stealing like uh, motorcycles or mopeds and stuff uh-huh. from the city, from Le Mans. Yes. And they come back in our neighborhood and they get in big trouble or like mm-hmm. they fall and they have like a skin burn. Like, mm-hmm. So they would just come to my mom because they know if they go back to their own mom, they're mm-hmm. going to get in big trouble. They, have to, <laughs> they, <laughs> they have to explain the story. They so. knew Isabel wouldn't rat them out and yes. they could get healed or fixed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh. So she will make sure that she tell them, that she will always tell them what to do. Like, mm-hmm. You did the wrong thing. Uh, if, you, if I see you again, then I might have to talk to your parents. But mm. there's this trust between them and my mom. Mm-hmm. Everybody respects her so much. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if she comes and parks the car on, under the apartment in the parking lot, she never had to uh, bring the groceries up the stairs. Like, we don't have any elevators. So you just have to go up. And I mean, now she's 50 plus. And now just hey, easy on that 50 had. plus stuff, bud. Okay, sorry. <laughs> she's still very young. She's only 50 plus. Nice pivot. Way to go, baby. <laughs> so, yes, that's just a small example. Like, always, I'm yeah, kids that's around really cool. bringing the groceries upstairs. And in this kind of neighborhood, it's pretty yeah. nice. It's not given to everybody. Yeah, that's amazing. How many floors? Uh, many floors. Mine. mine How many floors okay. up do you live? Me, I'm, I live on the second floor. Second. But okay. the apartment next to me go up to nine, nine, nine. floors. Yeah, yeah. Nine yeah. So that, that's the size of the buildings. It's just like the quantity of buildings. Just they all, all around. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like a big square full mm-hmm. of buildings. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you walk downstairs, you feel like people are watching you. But yeah, you get used to it. You know, yeah. that's why I love yeah. that place. That's where yeah. I grew up. So that's neat. So yeah. you were there, Alex, until the age of fourteen. 
14, no, 15, 15, 15. I decided to, uh, mm-hmm. I was playing basketball, so mm-hmm. basketball, but you definitely, France. you definitely have a body for basketball. Alex is yeah. six, seven. Yeah, six, seven. Yes. Yes. Um, but, uh, in France, in Europe, in general, you play for clubs and, uh, clubs is different than playing for your own school. It's just, uh, you have to go to school and then go to your club. It's two different things. If you mm-hmm. want to play sport, you have to come after school. Mm-hmm. But French schools, uh, starting from high school, for instance, is from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's like a whole day. And then you got to play basketball. So, And it's not at your school. It's a club, so you got to get there. Mm-hmm. So my practice started Practices started at 8. So then... 8 p.m. 8 p.m. So you finish school at 3 or... At 6. Oh, you don't finish till 6? Yes. School is from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Ooh. Yes, that's no wonder everybody's so smart in France. That's high school, yes. Oui, oui. Yes, until I that's came here, and then I had a lot of free time. <laughs> You're like, man, you guys are going from like nine to three. Mm-hmm. What the heck? And I was like, I'm not going back to France. After this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I started playing basketball, but I tried to play at a higher level. Yes. And, and somehow, I still believe it's just a blessing from God. I got the opportunity to go try out uh, mm-hmm. in the south of France mm-hmm. uh, in a, somebody's house that I've never been to. I don't know, don't, didn't even know the family. Mm-hmm. So they saw something in you. Yes. yes. And, and I went there and played, and I wasn't even that good. But uh, what the coach told me, uh, Ben Kaba, mm-hmm. uh, he told me that, um, that he saw something like in me that I would have the courage to go overseas and take it rather than the physical skills or mm-hmm. it's a lot of people are better than you mm-hmm. but I know straight away if they would be able to to be successful away from their family at a, at a young age mm-hmm. and so he wasn't impressed by by my uh, basketball ability skills mm-hmm. but he was mm-hmm. more impressed about my mm-hmm. uh, maturity or mm-hmm. something your like drive yeah, yes and my reason for why I wanted to do it yeah which was just to to find a better way just the way out of where you were, where I was, and, and your family, and try to get my family out of there. Yes, what an amazing story! And it's amazing too. If there's one thing I learned from that story, outside of you and your determination and drive and the way God has made you. It's, you know, we all need somebody to speak vision, to be able to look and see what they see in us and it sounds like ben did that for you he said hey you have something and you can do this yeah and so where did you go from there so you heard this from him and did that give me he made no sense at first and then i just it just stayed in my mind and Mm -hmm. i was like maybe this is because that's always what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and you wanted to come here to the states states yeah it's like as a basketball player Mm -hmm. it's like the dream of bunch of kids who play yeah. basketball going yeah. to the states and also you get to get your education you have like you play for your school high school mm-hmm. and and college mm-hmm. if i can play basketball do what i love while getting mm-hmm. my education mm-hmm. and have the right schedule for it not from eight to six and then mm-hmm. go practice super late at night mm-hmm. that would be the perfect setup for me and uh, that mm-hmm. would help me to be successful but i couldn't speak no english and now i have this opportunity to go play basketball overseas mm-hmm. uh i mean overseas for me is the u.s <laughs> <laughs> and we were with you yes and, uh, good so catch i was so excited but um it was pretty tough and i had to tell my mom hey i'm leaving yeah at 15 uh, at the age of 15 and Can all i had to do is i had a scholarship full scholarship to mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. Uh, for wasatch academy in utah mm-hmm. uh, boarding school 
and all I have to do is to work to get my my plane ticket because there's no way my family could help me to mm -hmm. do that. So mm -hmm. I had to. So work. you had to buy your own plane ticket. Yeah. So that's you're why 15. I, I was about to leave at the age of 15, mm -hmm. but I had to work mm -hmm. and to get my visa, do all the paperwork in English, mm -hmm. uh, which of which you spoke. Zero. Zero. So yes. I just went to Google Translate and all the paperwork I'll get, I'll spend hours just typing into Google Translate and try to make sense of it. And oh, when I try amazing. to fit it up, I'll try type it in French, translate to English, and then write it down on paper. Wow. And then copy it, send it. So that took me a year. And then as I was doing this, I worked, make money. Where did you work? I worked at a, at a grocery store called Carrefour Market. It's kind of like a Kroger. Uh -huh. And uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was working at the, at the fish department. Uh -huh. So I had to, uh, to grab crabs that were mm -hmm. live, which I was, that was freaking me out. I was, <laughs> I, I was very, <laughs> the first day when they asked me to do that, I, mean, I was pretty tall for my age. Yeah. And so I was acting all tough and like professional because <laughs> I needed this job. <laughs> And so they told me, yeah, you just grab these crabs and put it in the bag. Mm -hmm. And I get to the crab box and I see that they're still moving and stuff. <laughs> so, I, so I did it the yeah, first time because he was looking at me uh, like very, with a lot of confidence put it in the bag. Yeah. It took a lot. Yeah. And then when I was by myself, I was just like, uh, yeah, it took me a long time to get used to that. Uh, I was now, now, I love this part of the story, though. So you ended up working at the grocery store. Yes. How many places did you go apply? Oh, Wow. Uh, so I was only 15, right? So yep. nobody wants to hire 15 years old in France. I don't mm -hmm. even know if it's, I mean, I'm sure it's legal, but it's very hard to hire somebody that young. Mm -hmm. So I applied like at least like 20, 20 places. And, and did you, I did you do that online? Did no, you go, you went door no. to door? If I do it online at that age, I knew it was over. Yeah. yeah. So you so went to these places. I went to these places. You knock on the door. Yes. So yeah. started from close to my house and then to the father's away. So I, I went door to door, asked to pe ask people, people that I knew that saw me growing up also, mm -hmm. also denied me. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people I didn't people know. People that you knew? Yes. Yeah. Because I was too young. It's just I'll come back next year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I didn't have time to wait because I had this dream to chase. So I just kept on knocking on doors, on doors, and then. But that brought me farther and farther away from my, from my, uh, from, from where my you apartment. Left. Yes. Yeah. So I ended up like just taking my bike and then just knock on doors, and all the way to like uh, Carrefour Market, which is like uh, in the town that is like an hour. It will take you a good hour, like if you're in good shape an hour to get there. <laughs> and so I finally got there and they gave me the job opportunity and they say, okay, we got to They just had somebody leaving for vacation, mm -hmm. uh, on vacation uh, for, in that fish department. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm the guy, yeah, mm -hmm. I love fish, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you told him how much you love crabs. Yes. Yeah, so Not the kind that move, but. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nope. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I got the job. And, uh, so it's an hour bike ride. Yes. And you would start at what time? Um, so I would start early because mm -hmm. I was doing between, I was either working at the fish department or the bakery. Mm -hmm. And the bakery is very early in the morning because mm -hmm. you got to bake the, mm -hmm. the bread and all that. Mm -hmm. So I had to be at work at 530. Mm -hmm. so, so I got to leave pretty early. To, mm -hmm. to, to get there. Because you got an hour bike ride I got to get to work. Yes, and and this is over the summer? That was over summertime, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So how many days a week? Oh, I was working full time. Yeah. Yeah, I was working full time. Yeah. So. so every day of the week you're leaving the house somewhere around 4.30 to yeah. get there by 5.30 yeah. to do your job. Yeah. 
so that you could earn money while looking on Google Translator to fill out these applications That's in English. That's when I come back at night, yeah. And, and, that uh, was my summer. A lot of friends were playing basketball, going to the <laughs> pool. I said, Alex, where you at? Because I, I love sharing out with my friends. And that, was, yeah. that wasn't usual. So they were surprised. They thought I was yeah. sick for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, But I guess that was... Amazing drive, Alex. Yeah. Amazing drive. Thank Unbelievable. You. So you get the application done, you get the money saved up for your plane flight. Yes. And yes. you knew you had the scholarship at Wasatch. Yes. And so you make your trek from France, you say goodbye to your family. Yes, which was and tough. And which I can't even imagine at 15 years old. Mm -hmm. You come over here as a sophomore in high school? Uh, the, they tried to put me as a sophomore, but uh, I, I was a junior. So I mm -hmm. was uh, the 15, yeah, I was 16 years old when I got here. I was a junior in high school. Okay. So you're a junior in high school, you get to Wasatch Academy, you know yeah. no one. No one. You speak but, no but, English? But in Sakaba, the Ben's son. Yes, yes. The okay. guy helped me. Yes. Um, helped me get there, uh -huh. which I met for a week when uh -huh. during the tryout. Uh -huh. So that's, I, not, I didn't really know him at the time, uh -huh. but that was the only guy. Okay. That I saw before. Yeah, you saw him at the the in at the house in the that trial. you went to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So Insa's dad is the one that kind of spoke that vision into you. He and did. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So you show up at Wasatch as a junior. Yes. And you got a bunch of other kids from all over the world, right? Yes. Wasatch is an international school. International so. school, mm -hmm. and you guys in basketball was a focus for the school. They really wanted. Oh to, yes, yes. That was kind of their thing. Biggest program. Yeah. yeah, known all over Utah now, known, known all over the U.S., top 25 high school for basketball. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Coach Gino, huh? Coach Gino Morgan. Coach Gino Morgan, who has since deceased. He's yes, deceased, right? He did yeah. The year after my uh, sophomore year. Yeah, yeah of college. Oh, uh, yes, uh, freshman year. I mean, the year after my freshman year in college. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you guys go on, though, to win two state championships? Uh, yeah, two, yeah. I played two years there. We played twice. Uh, we won twice. With yeah. Yusuf, uh, my my brother. Yes. He was my roommate and uh, yeah, yeah. In uh, Wasatch, when I first got there, Yusuf was one of the uh, first friends that I made there. And mm -hmm. uh, speaking no English, somehow we just had that connection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just hang out. And you guys still don't talk a whole lot. You, you don't have to say much. No. <laughs> That's you both speak great English. Very true. Now we just, we just don't need to talk. We yeah. just know each other now. That language of love, no doubt. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just one of the great people that I met early on and mm -hmm. are still in my life today. So. Mm -hmm. And so you finish at Wasatch. Yeah. And you want to continue playing basketball. Still have not. Yeah, you went back to France. You went back to France for a little bit. Yes, I went back to France after graduation. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that maybe you've got this opportunity in Cincinnati, yes. which is when you came into our life, Yes. Uh, to play basketball at Cincinnati State. Yes. Right? Yes. With Yusuf. With my, Yusuf. My roommate, mm -hmm. senior year mm -hmm. in the high school. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like a random place where I don't know nobody. At least yeah. I know one person. And yeah. when I first got from France to the U.S., I know nobody. So yeah. now the second time for college, I would know one guy. I say, at least it's a little bit better. <laughs> so so you, come, you come from France. Yes. You uh, go to Cincinnati State, mm -hmm. play there your freshman year. Yusuf ends up, he was supposed to play too, and he ends up with heart surgery, getting sick. Yeah. 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 Which um, 
you know, I, I look at that story and I think, man, isn't it amazing that God planned all that to bring you back here to, so that he would have you to walk through that with him. Here you guys show up as total strangers, but both kind of in the same boat at Wasatch, kind of yes. op- eyes wide open and thinking, what in the world are we doing here? And yet determined enough to chase your dream. Yes. You both end up in Cincinnati. Yusuf ends up diagnosed, like I think within a month of you guys being with us, yes, wasn't it? Yes, it was still preseason. It yeah. was very hard. We were going through all that hard training and yes. he was doing it, which yes. would have been very, it was very dangerous. One. Yes, yes. We didn't know at the time. But yes, well, I think when he was in Utah, they thought he had asthma because he was, Yusuf had those, you know, that he would feel pressure in his chest. Yes. And fast forward a month after you guys came to Cincinnati, we find out that he has Marfan syndrome. Mm-hmm. Luckily, doctor, uh, Dr. Uh, Zelchak, we took him to the eye doctor and, and he was able to see that he had disconnected lens and he looked at his height, 6'11", said you need to get him checked. So, so Yusuf has a three and a half centimeter aneurysm in his aorta. And so we fast forward a few months and we're in open heart surgery at the Cleveland Clinic, huh? Mm-hmm. So it was a beautiful thing to see you guys walk through that together and Yusuf be, you know, nursed back to health. And unfortunately, because of the diagnosis, wasn't able to play basketball anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he certainly continued to support you oh. in, in your dream. Oh, yes. Big time. Which Big was a time. Beautiful thing to see. Yes. Yes. So then you, you know, fast forward a little bit, mm-hmm. you, you get a chance your next year yes. to go up and play for one of the all-time coaching legends in the sport yes. uh, at the College of Worcester, Steve Moore. Yes, Coach Moore. Coach Great Moore. Guy. Love this guy. Great guy, over 800 wins, I think. Yes. And uh, so you go up there, you're, you, you really get to start over because you get, well, no, you, had, you, you lost that first year. Yes. You, had, you, got, you only had three more. Three yeah? more years to yeah. play, yeah. Yeah, for Coach Moore at the College of Worcester. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was great. Yeah, and uh, you put together an amazing career there. Thank you. And you graduated from Worcester. Yes, I sure did. I don't know how, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's very that, challenging. It's a okay. tough school, isn't it's a it? Very tough school, and uh, not coming from not speaking English at all, and entering a school like that with such expectations from the students. And yeah. Just have, I mean, the average hours. Uh, they told me the first year I got there was that students spend at least three hours working on homework in the library or anywhere <laughs> every night except on on weekends. So yeah. three hours a night. I'm like, it, everything takes me three times the time that it would take a regular student, American student to do it. Yeah. So I was thinking, yeah. how would yeah. I spend nine hours a night working on That's my homework? That's what you're thinking. <laughs> yes. And oh, by the way, I'm supposed to be playing college basketball. <laughs> yes, and get some sleep, right? <laughs> yeah, that's overrated. So, yes. So. Oh, my gosh, Alex. Unbelievable. But and you graduate there? Yes, I did. And I was a young life leader there, which I loved. And yes. For, uh, I was leading at um, uh, Worcester High School. Uh-huh. Um, so I met a bunch of uh, nice kids, and I had to mm-hmm. share a little bit about my story and mm-hmm. listen to theirs, which I like better. I'm mm-hmm. more of a listener than a talker. Yes. But, um, yes, uh and then uh, the Murphys, Sean Michael Murphy, the Young Life Director mm-hmm. uh, of Wayne County, uh, helped me a lot, him and his family, mm. to, uh, to just grow in my faith during these three years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just to not only grow in my faith, but to share my, uh, my story to have mm-hmm. an impact on other people's life. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big step forward. Because uh, mm-hmm. if I know, I know I want to do good things for myself, but it's more important for me to help people around me mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. So. So yeah, that's kind of sounds like, a little bit like your mom. 
maman. <rire> I'll translate that so you can be proud of me. <rire> yes, ah, yes. So, in that change for you, the spiritual change took place after your freshman year of college. Yes. You had a chance to go to a Young Life camp as yes. a camper, right? Yes, yes. And tell us a little bit about what happened at that camp. So, actually, that camp, it was, it was more about uh, a confirmation about what I had going on in my head and, and my heart at that time. Because mm -hmm. um, Cincinnati State is when I met, I met the Southerners, I met you guys. And, um, and I just saw something in you guys, in the family, which is not mine, my family, mm -hmm. uh, that I did not have. Mm -hmm. And um, I was seeking a lot of things, you know, just like you can just imagine going from France to a country you don't know nobody, you try to become a man, especially mm -hmm. at this age. And mm -hmm. you have a lot of thoughts coming through your mind, trying mm -hmm. to do it the right way, but you need a guideline. And I didn't have no guideline. And I knew what not to be like and what I would never do. And looking at my uh, father or like what happened back home, looking at other people, mm -hmm. which now, you know, I love them. I mm -hmm. don't judge them, but mm -hmm. I did it like somebody to guide me in the right way. And mm -hmm. I never heard of the gospel or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I started reading the Bible by looking at the people around me, which were <laughs> you guys. And, uh, and just seeing how the family mm -hmm. loved each other, prayed together. And, and just like care for one another, mm. which we had that back home too. Mm -hmm. But it was like, not for the simple love you, but this love was not coming from you mm. guys. It was a bigger love, mm. a love that I'd never experienced before. Mm. And this love was not coming from you guys, but was like flowing through you. Mm. And I was like, they, they have like, they have like a source that I don't have and mm. I want to be able to get to that. Mm. So, um, so I started reading the Bible through, so people living it. So that's why I was like, hey, mm. this is real. And I'm, that's what I'm seeking. Mm. I'm seeking reality. I'm, I'm seeking truth so I can stand true to, to the man that I am and make a bigger impact on people around me. Because mm. I've, I've been, some people like in my past kind of like, this like hurt me by not staying true to what they're saying mm -hmm. and I feel like when you have a young kid with a lot of dreams mm -hmm. and somebody somebody gives you hope and don't don't stand true to what they mm -hmm. tell you that can they be don't very follow hurtful. through yeah, right follow yeah through. so yeah so what never changed until now since my freshman year until now is the word of God mm. and whatever promises it makes he always keeps them mm. and I just see myself like more the more I trust him and the more I obey him. Mm. Uh, how 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 my life's changed since then? Like you know, it's just blessing upon blessings, mm. and I don't say that it's never hard. Sometimes it's even harder to listen to what mm. he wants me to do, mm. but it makes it right. And mm. I'm all about making stuff right and mm. not being a hypocrite mm -hmm. to nobody, and more importantly to myself. Yeah, it's a uh, Alex. To hear, I've heard a lot of people give their testimony, and you know, God's given you a very unique one. And I appreciate so much your desire to and your willingness to share it because it's so profound and it's so real and it's so clear that the Lord just chose you mm -hmm. um, and chose to reveal himself to you uh, so clearly in the way that's changed your life since your freshman year. I don't know that I've ever seen or witnessed anyone go through the spiritual changes that you've gone through in such a short period of time. 
Uh-huh. And it's a, uh, I mean, just unbelievable blessing. You talk about, you know, giving back and, and uh, just being able to watch that as such a gift to everybody around you, mm-hmm. you know, to their faith. You know, because you make it very real. You you are, you're right. A lot of times we're the only Bible that people will ever read, and uh, yours is in really bold print. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> really big bold wow. print. So even a Isabel, even us fifty plus year olds can <laughs> read it. It's that big. <laughs> we can't miss it. Oh, and so yeah. you're you're back over here. Mm-hmm. Now, after graduating from college, you went back and you played in Germany. Yes. You guys won a championship. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. First, first professional year, first championship. It was great. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. And you enjoyed that. And yes. uh, you came back over here to visit Yusuf, who's battling through some very serious health issues. Yes. Yes. And, um, yes. Yes. but unfortunately, and this, you know, a lot of people will understand this. I mean, you, you would stay if you could. Yes. Because uh, you believe he needs you here. You wouldn't go back and no. play basketball. You would stay here yep. um, because, Yusuf, you, because of Yusuf's illness. Yes, because but, I have a brother that needs help. So. Yes, yes, but you can't. No. Um, because you only have a... a tourist visa that yeah. allows me to stay in the States for three months. Yeah, three months. Which I've been here for three months. Yeah, and so... You've got to go back to France tomorrow morning. T- tomorrow morning, yes. and there's going to be a lot of tears around the Sutherland uh, household tonight. Yes. <laughs> I love to travel. I love to meet people. I love family. Uh, but the hardest thing is always to say goodbye. Always the hardest thing, uh, isn't it? I just see it as like until next time. It's not a goodbye. It's yeah. Until next time. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one though, and um, but um, I know that you are confident in what God is doing in and through you and uh, he'll work out the details for sure yes. as, as we continue just to stay prayerful and um, and and eagerly looking for the way he's going to provide yes. you know we know that he will yeah. that's for sure Amen. that's one thing that I really love about just being a Christian is like before I did, it was all about me mm-hmm. all about you mm-hmm. got to do this, you got to do that. It was a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I left to help my family out at a young mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. And I just had this this pressure on my shoulder, this burden. And it wasn't mm-hmm. a burden, but just kind of like responsibility. Yes, like you I, were going to be you were going to be the one. Yes. If I if I fail and it's my fault, mm-hmm. then then it's then all I, over. Then I missed it and then I can go back and I would yeah. be useless. It's like I yes. missed my shot. But then I understood studying reading the bible that i'm not in control mm. that is uh, somebody <laughs> higher than that that mm. is in control thankfully right yes and the more i started understanding that and and just realizing that i was not in control anymore mm-hmm. just free free i was just feeling free and mm-hmm. i started being more productive more mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. and less stressed mm-hmm. and and that's just uh, something that I, that i can uh that I can use now. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth again that mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now I can just live by, not live by sight, but live by faith and not by sight. So wow. That's good. That's amazing. So Alex, if you were, if there was one thing that you would say to a 14-year-old boy that's in the same situation that you're <laughs> in, that's that's living near Le Mans yes. or in Senegal or in Lagos, which mm-hmm. is where Yusuf was from, 
or all around the world where kids that you've met through basketball mm-hmm. um, live and have the same dream that you've had and you've had the beautiful opportunity god-given opportunity to to live yeah. to this point what would you tell them uh, so if i see i don't know i have a lot of things to tell him but if i want to keep it short mm-hmm. uh, i will tell this kid just to believe this kid just to believe i guess because i know what's coming for them would be just hard times and a lot of questions mm-hmm. and a lot of voices different opinions coming mm-hmm. to your left and right and at, mm-hmm. at a young age sometimes somebody older than you especially if you respect them a lot um, opinions can be can bring you down sometimes but mm-hmm. inside you got to believe mm-hmm. you have a vision you got to believe it you got to believe that it's possible mm-hmm. and um, and everybody needs help too I would mm-hmm. tell them that not to feel so you better help somebody mm-hmm. because because you need help too you know mm-hmm. so don't take anybody as like <laughs> don't look anybody like they're lower than you mm-hmm. or less value, valuable than you and mm-hmm. no matter how your situation is if it's like in the basketball team if you have more playing time just go and love the last guy on the bench as much as mm-hmm. the, the the best car just mm-hmm. like that just because then one day you might be on the last you might be on the <laughs> last spot on the bench mm-hmm. and you would like to have more confidence and having somebody come in and give you that attention but i guess what i would tell him is just to believe and uh and um and to listen to that voice inside to tell you what's right and right, what's wrong. I, I can always remember that you just know when you're doing the right thing and when you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was, but um, now I know that it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it wasn't that clear before, but you always know what you're doing something right or something, something wrong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just stay and doing the right thing, you know, being, mm-hmm. being true to yourself, mm-hmm. being true to God, and not trying to be be good to you know, I mean just not trying to please anybody but please God because mm-hmm. then that's in the long term that's what will please everybody <laughs> so, yeah. that is perfectly said buddy I can't I don't think I think I could do this podcast for the next 500 years and not find <laughs> more valuable insight than what God has given you to be able to share so I'm proud of you for doing that even with five shots of Novocaine in your mouth yes five. Hey. Yes, yes, yes. you want to say something and uh, say something in French to uh, your friends and your family back okay, home yes Let's I'd hear. love to yeah okay. yeah I'll interpret oh, okay you want to interpret uh, yeah I'll interpret go oh, ahead okay I got yeah. you okay je voulais passer le bonjour à la famille bonjour tout le monde j'espère que tout le monde va bien voilà je suis là aux états unis je dis bonjour à maman à toute la famille, à les amis du Mans, les amis en Allemagne, les amis ici aussi euh, aux États-Unis. Euh, cette histoire, c'est la vôtre, c'est pas la mienne. Euh, vous m'avez aidé à devenir l'homme que je suis aujourd'hui. Et euh, voilà, j'espère que vous parlez anglais parce que ce podcast est en anglais. Donc, euh, bon, si vous avez besoin d'aide pour traduire, je suis là. Je vais pouvoir vous le traduire quand je rentre. Allez, salut la famille. Uh, you may tell him what you said. Yeah, go ahead. He said, "What's up?" That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Alex, thank you for being here, buddy. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour.